don't fall in love with the property, fall mm. in love with the profits. All right. Okay. I like that. So, so when you when you're buying a house, all that stuff we see on HGTV, uh-uh. Look, man, I want uh, the one that comes at a discount. Like I told y'all, it was worth 180, I paid 120. That's mm-hmm. the one I like. <laughs> right? Yes, sir. I could paint, I could paint, I could change the carpet, I could do everything else to make it something I like, but I mm-hmm. like that money first. I'm trying to give me a bag. 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 What's up, what's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast. And I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy, and we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. What's up, what's up, my FY Fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to the FY Fly Podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas, a.k.a. the kid that did and the man that can, baby. And today, we're going to be chopping up with your coach's coach, your real estate mentor's mentor, Mr. Ed Davis, man. How you doing, boss? How you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing real good. I'm happy to be here. That was one hell of an intro you got there, brother. (laughs) They say I need to be on radio, man. (laughs) Hey, man, it's it's a whole other level. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I'm, well, first of all, I just want to thank you for joining the podcast, joining the platform, man. Because believe it or not, man, I've been wanting to talk to you for a little bit, man. Real talk. <laughs> That's what's up, man. You know, I, I actually have been excited about coming to do this. I think we got our paths have crossed. You know, we've been in some of the same places, but just hadn't had mm. an opportunity to connect with each other. So this is going to be fun. Facts, man. Facts, man. So really here at FYI Fly, we like to skip the fluff and get right into the good stuff, my man. Let's so give us like, what was your first move, your first big move, your first big play into real estate? And was it like a happy marriage like we seeing now? Or was there some rough patches in the beginning? Man, you know, to be honest with you, my, my very first deal mm-hmm. was a, a match made in heaven, man. Really. Lord, talk to us. Absolutely. So. Uh, the first property that I actually moved forward on and purchased, right? Because that's the difference between you kind of step out there, but you don't really pull them. Yeah, you don't have to pull the trigger on anything, right? I definitely had my fair share of those. But when I actually mm. pulled the trigger on a deal, my very first property was a duplex that I bought in Houston, Texas, man. Major. <laughs> Major. So I, bought, I bought a duplex back in 2012. And um, it was in the neighborhood that I grew up in, right? I grew up mm-hmm. in South Park, which is a uh, low-income hood. And mm-hmm. I always tell people, start with what you know. You know, yeah. I knew that community. I knew the people in that area. I knew how they thought. I knew what was important to them. I knew yeah. the schools. I knew, you know, everything about, you know, crime or, you know, where people like to go to the grocery store, the major churches, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so I started there. My very first property, man. I made sixty k fresh out the gate, and so man. So, so um, that's amazing, bro. That's amazing. And I want to touch on something that you said. You said that you did have your fair share of, you know, pity paddling, you know, half stepping a little bit before you really, you know, pulled the trigger. And yeah. I feel like tons of people are in that same situation right now. Absolutely. What were some of the things that was holding you back from pulling that trigger? Um, just the fear of unknown, right? Understood. I think, 
I didn't really understand was I getting a good price? Was I actually going to be able to find a tenant? I didn't know that a lot of that research could be done up front and I could know exactly how much I was going to make off the property before I put up any money or before I signed any paperwork. Right. Uh And so that that lack of knowledge caused me to back out. And I learned when I went back to my when I went back to that job that I hated. Mm-hmm. I had to sit there in that um, temporary building with my hard hat on and my Timberland boots. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was just sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, man, you know what? What What am I really going to do? Because I've lost hope now. Mm-hmm. I thought real estate was the thing that was going to change my life. It was going to take me out of the out of this job that I don't like. <clears throat> when I didn't have no path forward, with no, no uh, hope, no game plan, that's what I was going to do. And once that was stripped away from me, I was just there, you know, just kind of floating for months trying to figure out, like, well, what's my next play? Yeah. And, and, and so um, I went out and got myself some education on real estate. You know, I started reading the books, mm-hmm. hiring coaches, getting the mentors, and I came back strong, man. I think that's a huge key that you said. You went out and got that education because, and I want I want everybody to listen to that story, but related to what you're going through right now, a lot of folks, a lot of athletes, you know, after the sport that we play, whether it be football, volleyball, soccer, basketball, if we don't make it to that next level, that next professional, you know, at a professional level, then we're at that same place that you were at when that real estate deal didn't work out. Where you're Absolutely. looking like, man, everything was on real estate. Everything was on football. Everything was on basketball. Now what do we do? Yep. You know what I mean? So for everybody listening, apply that to your life. Okay, there's something, there's something new that I want to do, but you have to get educated on that thing first. Whether it's real estate, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's trading, anything of that nature, anything, any new, new, new passion that you got, go get educated in it first. And I have a... I have a method, bro, that I call the ear method, and it's mm-hmm. how to apply value. So it's educate yourself, apply yourself, and then rejuvenate yourself so you're able to provide that value. I like that, I like that man. <laughs> I really like that. I hope yes, y'all were to that ear method. <laughs> Facts. Facts, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> you, brought up, you brought up a good point because I have, uh, I have a couple of friends who played in the NFL, mm. and you know, uh, running backs and, and played on championship teams and stuff like that. Yeah. When they get out the league and their bodies all beat up and they realize that, you know, there may not be a space for them. They don't know where they belong after coming mm-hmm. out of the league and how am I going to continue to generate the same amount of money and the same lifestyle that I had before, plus be mm-hmm. able to pay for all the medical treatment that the team was providing me for because now I really I got messed up knees, messed up back. I need two, three, four times a week, right? And uh, and real estate has really been something that has helped them to replace that income, maintain the same lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, when they when they didn't know what was going to be next, and it didn't require them to have to get a job or to continue to work it. When you think yeah. like a real estate CEO, and you and you and you you know get you a team, and you have processes and procedures that they follow. Like anybody could do it. Like I said, I wanted to get your opinion because there's, you know, they always we we talk about you know stocks a lot, and comparing you know real estate to stocks. Why is real estate an investment that you should also own as well? Man, so 
I'm going to tell you from my experience, right? Yeah. Before I got into the real estate game, I was investing in stock, right? Mm. And so I was I was throwing tens of thousands of dollars at the stock market. I'm buying all the right companies, Apple, Visa, American, uh, 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 Bank of America, just Amazon, everything. And I'm, I'm uh-huh. loading up on this stuff, but I'm throwing tens of thousands of dollars at it, and yeah. I'm seeing it go up a couple hundred, right? Gotcha. And I'm like, this is a good play, but it's long term. Mm-hmm. When I did the real estate, I threw seventy eight hundred dollars at this thing, and I made six above sixty. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm looking at my dividends from my stock, and I'm like, okay, I made like fifty cent per share, and I own three hundred <laughs> shares. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> but I'm like, this rental property is giving me a thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. So when I started looking at my stock portfolio, I just viewed it a little different, right? I'm like, okay, uh-huh. there, there's, there's, there's definitely some room for it in my portfolio, but I mm. want to make sure that I get the real estate first, and then I can take some of that thousand dollars every month that's left over and go uh-huh. buy some stock. And so that's makes what I sense. ended up doing. That makes sense. That makes sense. So it sounds like listening to what you're saying, that long that. Uh, investing is a long-term play so definitely so you definitely still a proponent of investing long-term investing correct oh 100 percent. okay okay yeah. so while your money is making money in the stock market for the long term let's go out there and devote our time and our resources to something with a, a major roi a major return on investment 7800 to sixty thousand. come on man I feel like we're, you know, especially nowadays, there's so many different things that we can try, so many different uh, outlets that we can, you know, attempt. Let's put the one that's bringing the most bang for our buck first, and then let's go try the different things that we want to do. Like, do what we need to do, and then go do what we want to do. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, like, when I I was making that decision uh, 12 years ago, man, right? Mm -hmm. No, let's see. It's 2022. I really was sitting down thinking about this stuff in 07, right? So 15 okay. years ago, when I'm sitting down in that position that you just, just described, mm. my whole goal was to have financial location and time freedom, right? Okay. I already had money coming in from my job, and mm. I knew, like, okay, I'm making six figures. I'm not even cashing my checks. They're coming in, but I'm working six days a week, 11 hours a day. I'm yeah. off on Sundays. I might catch a Cowboys game, and that's it. I'm back to work. Uh, uh, see, see the stuff, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Cowboys fan, huh? Nah, man, it's crazy. My pops, my nana, everybody has Cowboys fans. I'm a Atlanta yeah. fan. I'm, I'm a Deion Sanders, Mike Vick type of guy. Man. Hey, Deion is my favorite player of all time, man. All time. Yeah. Facts. But but when I was when I was sitting in that position, and I'm and I'm trying to think like. What do I want to do? I got all these options on the table. I started mm. I started to study and I was like, you know what? 90% of all wealthy people invest in real estate. And they use 90%. real estate. See what I'm saying? They mm. use the real estate to create the wealth. And then they use all of the tax benefits and everything else that you get in real estate to protect the wealth and keep it growing. Right? That makes sense. And so I'm like, if I'm going to bet my freedom on something, I'm going to just not reinvent the wheel, but instead I'm just going to copy what I see the rich people doing. Because yeah. that's a way. It, it, it is worth 90% of the time. And these are the people 
mm-hmm. that actually have the money and the time to hire consultants and professionals. I can mm. just go copy their blueprint instead of trying to figure it out with my limited resources. So that was mm, kind of the true. mentality that made me say, I'm going to start with the real estate and then I'll come back to everything else. That that makes sense. That makes sense. I appreciate you breaking that down, man. Because really, I believe that a lot of our young folks, you know, we think that making our first real estate purchase, whether it be an investment or just to live in, will be super difficult. So can you break down? I saw that on your IG. You had kind of like four pillars of buying a home. Could you break that down for us? All right. So, look, it's super simple, right? When it comes to real estate, all you really need is that down payment and mm-hmm. closing costs to get the property, right? Okay. Wanna, down payment and closing costs. Sure. Down payment and closing costs, right? Typically, your down payment is going to be 3.5% on your first property, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you're willing to live in that property, you can buy uh, a property that has one door, two doors, three doors, or four doors. Mm-hmm. So if you if you want to live in one, you can rent the other three out, and now you got free housing and you're making a profit. And that three and a half percent, that's which that uh, FHA loan. It's an FHA loan, right? That's okay. one of the one of the the easiest loans to get approval for, especially when you're in the, just getting started, right? Okay. And, and so once you once you have that money saved up, now you're going looking for properties. A realtor is going to go out and find the properties that meet your criteria and bring them to you. Now, all you got to do is pick out the ones that you like. And I always say, like, don't fall in love with the property. Fall in love with the profits. Right. OK. I like that. So, so when you when you're buying a house, all that stuff we see on HGTV. Uh-uh. Look, man, I want uh, the one that comes at a discount. Like I told y'all, it was worth 180. I paid 120. That's mm-hmm. the one I like. <laughs> right? Yes, sir. I could pay. I could paint. I could change the carpet. I could do everything else to make it something I like. But I mm-hmm. like that money first. Right? For sure. For sure. So when you get to that point, you're gonna go through an appraisal process, and that's where uh, a professional will come out and tell mm-hmm. you what this property is actually worth so you make sure that you're not overpaying for it. Right? And really, real quick question. Um, once we saved up that money, uh, mm-hmm. say, for example, some people, you know, they're still saving, you know, strictly in cash. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do we need to have credit to buy a home? Do we need to have, like, is, is there a certain number, a certain uh, score that we need to have? Like, yeah. what's your opinion on that? Yeah, so you're going to absolutely need to have credit to buy okay. a home. Um if you want to be able to grow your portfolio, like when I say I got 215 doors, it's largely mm. because I'm leveraging my credit. I'm getting somebody else to give mm. me the money to purchase the property. So if Understood. you're putting three and a half percent down, somebody else is putting the other 96 and a half percent down and they want to know, hey, you got a good credit score. Is you somebody I can trust? Uh-huh. And so you can get that done with as low as a 580. Okay. But when you have a 680 or higher, now you get to pick and choose who you're working with and you're going to get better mm. terms. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. makes so sense. Then, so after that appraisal, my bad. I just wanted to get, get that for the folks. Yeah, listening. it's all good. It's all good. When we come out of the appraisal, now we're going into the inspection, right? And so mm-hmm. the, the inspection is really letting you know what the what things are wrong with the property, right? That way okay. you don't buy a piece of junk and not know it. 
And so like that that whole appraisal and inspection thing, they kind of happen at the same time. So sometimes the, the appraisal will come first or the inspection. Mm-hmm. Typically, um, they're happening around the same time, right? So you're, you're understanding what am I buying, what is it worth, and what's wrong with it, right? Mm-hmm. When you come out of that phase, you got a little short option period to choose, hey, do I want to buy this thing or not, right? Okay. And then... After that option period, now we're going to fund it, right? That's when the bank is going to start, you're going to start negotiating your interest rates and mm-hmm. you know, down payment and how much do you have to bring to closing and stuff like that. That yeah. process normally takes about 30, yeah, maximum 45 days, but typically 30 days. Okay. You're home that's on. not bad. That's, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Let's jump back to what we were talking about before. You were about to break down the two biggest reasons that wealthy people, 90% of wealthy people have stuck with real estate. And you, were, yeah. I, I, be, I believe you were starting with appreciation. So if you could bounce back to, the, to there for us, let's, let's definitely get into that. Absolutely. So, so there's really five reasons. I call them the real estate fab five. Yes, sir. Why wealthy people choose real estate to build their wealth and maintain their wealth, right? Mm-hmm. And number one is appreciation, okay. which is the value of the property going up over time, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to do any work to, to, to get that value. So some of us have grandparents who bought properties, you know, 30, 40 years ago. They lived in the house. The house is falling apart. You're like, Nana, you need to get your new roof. She's like, I ain't got the money, baby. <laughs> right? Don't have that, that, house, that house is easily worth three, four times what she paid for it. Mm-hmm. Right. We call that appreciation. When we look around and, and, and you hear people say, man, the taxes are going up. That's because everybody around you, the value of their property is rising. OK. And so that typically goes up by three to five percent every single year uh, across the nation. That's the mm-hmm. average. OK. Wow. So um, the other thing is leverage. Right. So mm-hmm. leverage allows me to control um of this house for a fraction of the cost. So I told you, I bought a property that was worth $180,000, but I only had to put up Mm $7,800. Right? So I have 100% of the rent that I get. I get 100% of the appreciation and all of the rest of the benefits that go with it. But I only have to put a fraction of the money down. I'm able to leverage my good credit and uh-huh. other people's money to purchase my properties. Okay? Shout out OPM. <laughs> That's what's up. Right? Then we have what we call depreciation. Okay. And depreciation is a, a tax benefit that the federal government gives us just for simply owning the property. Right? Mm-hmm. Ain't got to do nothing. It, it could be a piece of junk. It don't matter. Yeah. That allows me for 27 and a half years to get a tax benefit. Right. So I told y'all earlier, I got this property It's worth one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Right. The the federal government will let me write off a percentage of that money every single year. So I take that one hundred and twenty divided by twenty seven and a half. And Uh every year I'm getting a tax benefit. So whatever that number is Mm -hmm. every year, let's just say if it's five thousand dollars every year, the first five thousand dollars I make, I don't pay no taxes on it. That could be at your job, your stock, your whatever. Uh huh. That's amazing. Right? Absolutely. And then, and then we have uh, 
tax benefits, which are tax write-offs. I can write mm. off my gas, my food, my entertainment, my travel. I go to the masseuse. Yeah. Uh, all of my little hobbies and stuff that I have. All of those things, as long as I have a reasonable business, um, uh, a, a, a business reason for going mm-hmm. out and doing these things, I can write them off. So if me and you decided, hey, we about to go to Cancun, we just going to look at some real estate while we're there. Yeah. All right. So I can write all of that stuff off. So I got appreciation. I got depreciation. I got tax benefits. Mm-hmm. I got leverage. I got cash flow coming from the property. Cash flow. Right. After mm-hmm. them tenants, after the tenants pay me, the money that's left over after all the bills are paid, that's my cash flow. I'm putting that in my pocket. Okay. Right? And then the last of those benefits, because the bonus benefit mm-hmm. is what I call mortgage pay down. Right. Okay. So every month when the tenant pays me, I take a portion of that money and I send it to the mortgage company. Right. Mm-hmm. And they take a portion of that and it goes towards paying off what I owe them. So at the end of 30 years, I had a free house that I didn't pay for. Somebody else paid for the house, dog. <laughs> Somebody else paid for it. Man, sounds like that. And I think leverage may be the biggest thing that I took from out of there. That's the superpower. <laughs> right? Being able to put down... $7,800, leverage other people's money, leverage your, 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 your renter's money to pay down the mortgage. It's just, you know, constantly make it play after play after play. So I, I'm really, really starting to see the true power of this real estate, man. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to take the long route. I don't want to bump my head. And I realized that the money that I would have paid somebody to show me how to do it the right way, mm-hmm. I spent that making mistakes. I spent that, you know, getting cold feet and not moving forward. Facts. Yeah. Facts. That's that's a that's 100%. That's 100% true because like you said, even if it's not the money that we're wasting, it's the time. It's Absolutely. the time that we're wasting from trying to figure it out ourselves, trying to, you know, piece 7500 Google video, I mean YouTube videos together and try to come up with one, you know, one plan from, you know, 75 different videos compared to paying, compared to saving 7,500 and paying an expert who can teach you how to do it in seven days or, or, or less. <laughs> Absolutely. And that, that has paid off dividends in my life, right? So um, a, part, a part of my 215 doors is uh, multifamily apartment complexes. I own 140 units in Florida. Major. And, and my, my original game plan was like, I'm going to do that when I'm 50. Mm-hmm. I hired a coach, and he was like, we're going to do that in the next 60 days. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's crazy. See, you had a, had a, a lifelong goal, hired the right person. And he said, we're going to do this in two months. Yep. <laughs> he said, we're going to yep. do it in two months. I, did, so, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't understand how it was going to happen or how it was going to work. Mm-hmm. And the man told me, he said, look, um, I'm so confident that we can get this done. I own apartment complexes. If you can't buy one from somebody else, I'll save you one of mine. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Now the fear, now, now all of the excuses that I gave myself for why I wasn't ready, that's out the yeah. window now, right? It's for game sure. time. <laughs> so I think also as well, what may be stopping some people from going out there and paying for this this help is that word help. You know, a lot of us are very prideful. Like you said, we, we want to do it ourselves. We're very prideful. But I think if you really want to get to your destination, you really want to get to your goal, you're going to have to pay for some things to expedite it. Like, of course, you, 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 you may get to your goal. You know, you, it may take you, you know, 25 years, 10 years, 30 years to get your, you know, 140 unit when you're 50. Or you could pay someone and get it done in two months. So I think that's a major lesson here uh, listening to this. You know, if you really want to get to that destination, you're going to have to you, you're going to have to pay to play. You're going to have to put that ed, that initial knowledge and education in. So even because if you don't have that knowledge, you won't even know if your coach is going to do you right or do you wrong because you don't know nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think the biggest the biggest thing we can lose is not money. It's hope. Yeah. And. And that's what happened to me after mm. I backed out on that first deal and didn't go through with it. I'm sitting back at my desk. I started to go through a little mild depression. Yeah. We wasn't talking in, in, in 2007, 2008. We wasn't talking about mental health and none of that stuff. But I definitely, I definitely was suffering as I sat there at my desk. And I realized, like, mm-hmm. this pride ain't going to get me out of this position. So let me go get some help. Man, and you're speaking about the, you know, when you were working at 9 to 5. So did, once you started, so my question is, when did you leave your nine to five? If you if you're not still there now, I don't, I'm not sure. So when when did you depart from your nine to five? Like when is the right time, in your opinion, to all right, boom, we got the real estate plays jumping. Like walk walk us through that mindset. Yo, are you ready to hit your next level? Do you want to increase your drive, destiny, and dollars? Well, if so, check out my new book, From College to COVID, 24 Lessons Learned During the Lockdown, where I've compiled five of the biggest lessons I learned going from college to COVID to starting my financial literacy empire, FYI Fly, plus 19 lessons from your favorite entrepreneurs, entertainers, and athletes that have been featured on our show. There's literally something for everyone. So purchase your copy today at FYFly.com backslash from college to COVID. Let's go. Yeah, so like I told y'all, my whole thing was financial location and time free. I needed all three because mm. my job was already giving me financial free. I could buy what I wanted. I could do what I want. I didn't have the time to spend the money. Gotcha. Right? And I had, to, I had to be in this plant all day, so I didn't have the mm. freedom, the location freedom to go and enjoy it and spend time with my family. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for a way to have all three of those. And so my focus was always on, I'm not going to be a landlord. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a CEO. I am going to make sure that I have the right process, yeah. the right procedures, the right team members, so that when I put in this work today to buy this property, I can eat off of it for the rest of my life without having to do any more work. Makes right? sense. And then when I'm done with it, I want to pass this to my kids and my grandkids and my great grandkids mm-hmm. and I'll be long and gone and they'll still be eating off of that work that I did back in 2012 Fair. right and so to answer that question what I would say is that you need a solid game plan mm-hmm. with an actual process 
that you've already tested. It's already proven that this thing is working, right? And then you need to have determination that I'm going to make this work. I'm not quitting. There is no plan B. I'm going to make this work, right? And so when you go out there with that mentality and you're actually putting in the work to get it done, now all we're waiting on is that cash flow and that and that proof of concept that like, hey, okay, I tested it two or three times. I got mm. three thousand coming in every month. If I live, if I live within this three thousand dollar budget, I'm yeah. straight. Okay. You know? And 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 I tell you what, a free man that that only makes three thousand dollars a month mm. is way happier than a man that makes twenty thousand dollars a month that has to go Jeez. through a job. Hey, that's that's right. a big statement right there. I promise you that, man. When you uh-huh. wake up in the morning at the time you want to, when you don't have to sit in no in no rush hour traffic, you don't have to, you know, put on the song and dance for people that you don't like, that you mm-hmm. feel like, you know what, I know more than this person. I, I, I got more experience. They just don't man, you just been here long. Right? Yeah. When you don't have to do all of that stuff, you get to decide what you wanna eat, where you wanna eat, who you wanna eat with. All of that kind of stuff, man. You can mm-hmm. never go back. And um, for me, I didn't. I retired at 29, but my whole my whole okay. thought process at that time, like I wasn't even thinking, oh, I'm about to retire from my job. Really, when I left my job, it was like, okay, yeah. real estate is working. It's on autopilot. I'm about mm-hmm. to go build this financial app. And so, okay. I left my job at 29. At that time, I had it hadn't even clicked to me that I was retired. Like I never have to go back. Mm-hmm. To me, it was just like I got other stuff that I want to do, so I'm not gonna keep coming here every day. Make sense. Money on autopilot for my real estate that now I can go spend. You know, every day when I wake up, I'm mm-hmm. I'm hiring a development team to build me an app, and like that's what we doing every day. And I got a kind of got a question that's off topic, but it's kind of on topic as well. Mm-hmm. You know, for our young folks listening who have never rented or, or owned a property, and you know, well, any honestly, any if you owning a property, it's an investment. But what are some of the factors that you should ask yourself when you know maybe renting a home or owning a home, or for you, is there ever a time that you should rent a home? Like, talk to us about that because yeah. there's so many. There's so many different, you know, opinions out there. Absolutely. Right. So we already established that the way to wealth, the proven path to wealth is through real estate ownership. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that everybody should take it off the table of like, should I own a house or not? Yes, you absolutely should own a house. Okay. I gave you those real estate big five and you need that in your life. Right. Sir. Um, And I also like to say, look, you're born into real estate because the hospital that you're born in mm-hmm. is on a piece of real estate, right? And yeah. then you die in real estate because that graveyard is real estate as well, right? Makes sense. So don't spend your whole life not owning any of that process. Mm-hmm. So we absolutely know that the pathway to wealth is ownership. So now we have the question of when, mm-hmm. right? And I say that there are a couple of things that you need to have before you buy your first uh, property. But as okay. soon as you have these things, do not wait. Go for it, right? Mm-hmm. And the first thing is you want to build your credit score up to a 680 or higher. Okay. Right? The second thing is 
you want to have that money to cover your down payment and closing costs. Mm-hmm. That's typically going to run you about eight to twelve thousand dollars. Okay. Right? So six eighty, and then the savings of at least eight to twelve thousand dollars for the closing costs. Absolutely. Right. Then you okay. need to have some type of a budget. You need to be living off of a game plan, not just mm-hmm. out here winging it. Because when you buy a house, it comes with some other expenses and some savings. There's no maintenance man for you to call and he just come fix the toilet. Mm-hmm. You all have to make sure that you got a little money set to the side for the toilet. Right. OK. Um, and so I would say make sure that you have a budget and um, you also want to have a reliable income source. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't want to be out here like wondering, can I pay the bills tomorrow? Right. But if you yeah. have those items, you got that reliable income source, the 680 or higher credit score, the eight to twelve thousand dollars to cover the down payment. And you have a mm. spending plan, a.k.a. a budget It's go time. All right. OK, that makes sense. And, it, and I say don't don't wait after that. Right. A lot of times, even with myself, mm. I fell into the trap of not pulling the trigger because it's like I don't know if I'm old enough or if I'm mature enough or like am I the right age for a house that's a lot of responsibility but what you got to remember is you already handling that responsibility you already paying a mortgage it's just somebody else's Mm -hmm. when I was renting an apartment guess what they took my portion of the taxes the insurance the HOA the mortgage payment the yard maintenance yeah, uh, the pairs, all of that stuff. And they say, hey, this is your portion of the bill Ed, every single month. And I was never late on that rent. Mm-hmm. So why not just start paying my own mortgage instead of making somebody else's family rich? And so Makes that sense. would be the mentality. Like, as soon as you got those things, it's go time. That, 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 that's a great key for everyone listening. 680, at least the eight to 12,000 saved up in the bank. And then have that reliable income source. And when you said that, I was like, man, this is a great play. You know, a lot of, especially nowadays on social media, everybody, you know, kind of, you know, talks down on a nine to five worker and, you know, entrepreneurship this, entrepreneurship that. But that, you know, what you you describe, especially for like a young person who who already has their income, uh, you know, have reliable income. This sounds like a great move to hop into real estate. You have constant income coming in. You you can, you're able to constantly raise your credit score at a young age. Sounds like a, a, a no brainer because especially with a young entrepreneur, you know we can make four thousand one month and then the next month make zero. You know, Absolutely. so that's why where that but that budget comes in as well. Even for the entrepreneurs, okay, boom. I know I'm an entrepreneur, and you know things go up and down, especially in the early stages. Let's yep. save two thousand. Let's not let's not blow this four thousand because it's here, you know. Yep. So, I got one final question for you, man. Uh-huh. I'm gonna read you two quotes, and I need you to tell me which one is more okay. accurate in your opinion. All right? Okay. Bit bit bit. So the first quote is "More money, more problems," like Biggie. And the mm-hmm. second quote is "Money can't buy happiness." Which one is more accurate in your opinion? I feel I feel like I know which way you go with it. But <laughs> talk talk to us. I'll be honest with you, bro. Neither. Oh, for real? Okay, I, I, I wouldn't expect it that way. <laughs> <laughs> the re- reason I say that is because, you know, the, the more money you have, it doesn't mean more problems, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in my experience, the more money I have, the more experts I can hire to help me 
the more uh, mm. the more opportunities I have to explore and enjoy things, right? Yeah. And so I think money without a plan or money where you're trying to do everything on your own, mm. now that presents problems. But money okay. with a game plan and a team, we ain't got no problems. We got opportunities and, you know, it's, it's just a lot of fun, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. And then I would say <clears throat> when people say money can't buy happiness, I don't agree with that one either. Like money, money will buy you everything that you need to enjoy life, right? Mm. Money can buy things for my wife, for my kids. My niece came to me the other day <clears throat> and she wanted the, um, what they call them, the mocha, the mocha uh, Jordans, right? It was like $800 on GOAT. $800? Good Lord. <laughs> so I bought, I, bought, I bought her these Jordans. That uh, made me happy, man. Oh, seeing yeah. her face, seeing her smile. And, you know, for what I'm not happy with, if I got emotional issues or childhood traumas and stuff I'm dealing with, I can go hire a therapist to sit down and help me walk through that. Thanks. You ain't got no money. <laughs> You don't have no way of getting rid of them problems. Uh-huh. So I, I'm always default on let's get the money and we'll figure it out after that. I love that. I love I love how you broke down both of them, bro. Cause that's that that's facts, man. And I because earlier when you said, you know, you would much rather be the person making three thousand with financial freedom, time freedom, location freedom, compared to the person making twenty thousand and having no location of time freedom. So I thought you was going to lead to that money camp by happiness, but that, that breakdown really does make sense because if, if you ain't got the money, you not going to be happy. <laughs> not at all, man. You stressed. You arguing with people that you love. We don't never argue, but now we in here arguing with each other, and I'm mad. I'm ready to throw something at you. That ain't even my personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't man. want them kind of problems, man, so go get you some money. <laughs> Big facts, man. Big facts, man. Thank you so much for joining the FY Fly Podcast, man. Let the folks know where they can reach you. And if you got any final words, go ahead, boss. Absolutely, man. So you can find me on it uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ed Davis the Mogul. And Mogul is spelled M-O-G-O-A-L. And uh you can also shoot me a text at 713-597-6370. I respond to my text messages, and um, if you text me the word "freedom" to seven one three five nine seven six three seven zero, I'll send you a free roadmap. It's the game plan that I use step yes, by sir. step to retire at the age of twenty nine, to build a, a portfolio of two hundred and fifteen doors across multiple states without ever having to deal with any tenants, or any toilets. And um, I'll close with saying, think like a real estate CEO, not a landlord. Put this thing on autopilot and enjoy your life. You dig? Man, appreciate you. Appreciate you jumping on, man. Everybody listening, make sure y'all not only learning and just not just listening to this information, but actually mm. applying and implementing this information. Because I promise, as you can see from the, the guy we talking to right now, it will change your life. <laughs> Absolutely. So, again, thank you again, man. And everybody listening, stay safe. Stay invested and stay FY fly. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you all for listening to FY fly the podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI fly podcast. That's FYI 
F-L-I podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly.